I'm Shannon. And I'm Sierra. And we've been best friends for the past eight years. Has this ever happened to you? Some well-intended individual inquires. How are you? But instead of being your sounding board, they end up just sounding sounding board. Well, we're here to lend an ear as our guests unpack their hopes and fears. So come join us in a space where vulnerability is strength and humor is healing. While we genuinely inquire, how are you feeling? And what's been storming your brain? 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 What has been storming your What's been storming your brain? Brainstorming the podcast. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Sierra. How art thou? Pretty darn good. All right. Love well, it. Yeah. How are how are you, I guess? No, I am fine. There's just a lot of like airplane noises happening today yeah is it some sort of air parade i don't know man but also just a heads up Mm -hmm. there has been this guy who we can hear in our alleyway okay who is sneezing a lot today like all day i think he maybe is someone who works for the building and has just been like taking trash i was gonna say dusty day for him it must be a dusty day but I'm telling you, this sneeze is robust. Is it? <laughs> it's like a dad sneeze. Oh, where you can hear the words achu. Yes. It's like a yell. <laughs> it never gets less startling. Same thing with like no. a, my buzzer at my door. It's oh. the same thing with sneezes. No. <laughs> so that we might hear that today. Yeah, so, so heads up. Heads up that or airplane noises. But you know what? We're real. We're giving it to you real. <laughs> As we say, we will not lie on Mike. We will not. Um, Shannon, yeah. today of all days, uh-huh. uh, no, I, I wanted to share with you a few passages from this book that I read this weekend called The Four Agreements, okay. A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. Okay. Written, I've heard of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's written by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, and I've seen... I've seen it everywhere. I've seen posters of it in people's, like, that, that lists the four agreements. And um, I've honestly had this book on my shelf for a while <laughs> and just happened to grab it this weekend to read on the train on my way to work. And um, I, believe it or not, have read most of it. I wow. really wanted to be able to say that Shannon can't believe it. I finished a book and I can't say that because I have lie. one more chapter left, but it's gotten through all of the four agreements and I love it. I really, really love it. It's super profound and it's, it's profound in its simplicity. Okay. And it's something that I will actively try to apply moving forward. Um, so the four agreements are as follows. One, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Ooh. The idea is that if you follow these four agreements, if you if you make these four agreements and you actively try to apply them in your life, it reveals the source of these self-limiting beliefs and gets them out of the way we've talked about like yeah you're your you're your biggest roadblock most of the time yeah and so creating a clear path Mm -hmm. yeah uh so again the first agreement be impeccable with your word speak with integrity say only what you mean avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others and use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love um he goes on to say the word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic, but like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream or your word can destroy everything around you. One edge is the misuse of the word, which creates a living hell. The other edge is the impeccability of the word, which will only create beauty love and heaven on earth depending upon how it is used the word can set you free or it can enslave you even more than you know all the magic you possess is based on your word your word is pure magic and misuse of your word is black magic he then says being impeccable with your word is not using the word against yourself if i see you in the street and i call you stupid it appears that i'm using the word against you 
but really I'm using my word against myself because you're going to hate me for this and your hating me is not good for me. Therefore, if I get angry and with my word send all that emotional poison to you, I'm using the word against myself. So the second agreement, don't take anything personally. Oh boy, let me tell you, I'm the queen of taking things personally. And it's so true that it does nothing but <laughs> but, but heart. I was I was like harm or hurt both. Does mm-hmm. nothing but hurt me. Absolutely. Um. He says, "Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream." Ooh, that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Wow. And that also ties in with that need to gossip. If you're taking things personally, then your word is tainted in that way. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, again, I, I, all of these things are so, they're so simple, but if I go back and think about times where I was really upset about something or something really negatively impacted me, I can boil it down to one of these four things. Absolutely. The third agreement is don't make assumptions, which I think also goes hand in hand with taking things personally. You assume what they're saying is something related to you. Yeah. Yeah. And most likely has nothing to do with you. Also, none of your business, like what other people think. Um, But yeah, he says, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Oh, yes. With friendships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I found this with working in like customer service. So many times there have been issues and it's rooted in making assumptions. Oh, I think this is what they want. Uh, Okay. And then it's not what they want. Clear communication. I mean, it's so simple. It goes back to your word is making sure your word is impeccable. Yeah. If you want clarity from somebody else, that means that you can be as clear and specific with your words as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And finally, the fourth agreement, always do your best, which is when I was like, so cliche. But he says, your best is going to change from moment to moment. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will be difficult when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. I love that he clarified that. Mm. Always doing your best is not, it's not this cliche thing of like, do your best. It's do your best with where you're at right now. That's not always, your best today is not always going to be your best tomorrow. But as long as you're doing your best where you're at today. You're living truthfully. Exactly. Yeah. It, go, it reminds me of what Ben was talking about, how he was like, hey, check in with yourself first. If you're eating, if you're showering, if that's your best that day. But if you aren't checking those boxes off yet, then you can't move forward with, with other things. Mm-hmm. But being aware of what your best is and having to get a moment and not becoming, unfortunately, delusional about what you can give any certain day that's exactly right and, mm. and he does go on uh later on in the book to talk further about having an awareness of where you're at presently and having an awareness of when you're breaking these agreements also look if you're trying to follow these four agreements as he calls them and one day you break one of them it doesn't mean you need to stop and say oh i failed no okay you broke the agreement now you can moving forward continue to honor them. I, I really enjoyed this book. I highly recommend it. He goes into far, far more detail. It, the whole thing really resonated with me. And and again, like I said, if I go back and think about any big negative events or moments in my life, I can truthfully boil it down to one of these four things and, and not falling through on one of these things. Hmm. So highly recommend. Just, it's a quick read to it. Yeah. I read this like in a few hours on the train. Okay. 
I also feel like even a couple weeks ago when we met to record, mm-hmm. you were feeling a little lost in mm. directionality. Yeah. And the simplicity of these agreements makes them easier to, to use as touchstones. Yes. When things become too convoluted, some people's brains love that and love to like un like decode what an author is saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like you I'd much prefer it to be straightforward so that's like yeah you can use it so Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you found this this week that you were drawn to take it off the shelf me too yeah I think there was a reason to it and so yeah highly recommend he (gasps) he talks a little he makes references to to God a lot and heaven and hell but does clarify that you know it doesn't matter if you're religious if you're not religious like it translates to all things. It's just hmm. sort of the language that he uses. So once I got past that. Yeah, um, that's always a little bit. Yeah. That that to me is always a little jarring. And yeah. I immediately am like, God, like yeah. that's not. God who? Yeah. You know, I mean, and everyone has their own beliefs. That's of fine. Course. But I, I tend to, to pull back with that sort of language. And he very quickly clarified that it's it's a more free idea Mm. it's not just confined to this one religion this one thought it's Mm. open to everybody and i love that Mm. so again the four agreements a practical guide to personal freedom by don miguel ruiz highly recommend thank you that was like perfect that really was a nice share good yeah i'm glad you liked i sure did bye Three days before Earth Day. Happy three days before Earth Day. Of course. Yeah. We usually hang out three days before Earth Day, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a special one this year. It's a special one this year. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. we're recording a podcast. Sure are. And on this podcast, uh-huh. this particular episode, <laughs> we have a really special guest. Um, she is a good friend of mine and Tim's. Uh her husband is Tim's writing partner. Okay. She and her husband were on the 42nd Street tour with Tim. Oh, okay. Um, so that. they go way back. But she and I have gotten to know each other through our partners, being writing partners. She's an actor. She's a dancer. She's an environmentalist. And she's the founder of The Green Spectrum. Okay. Which is a blog that sort of acts as a one-stop shop in showing you ways you can make a sustainable lifestyle more accessible. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah, could not Um, be more necessary. And I'm really excited to get into that and find more about it. Mm. Everybody introducing Brittany Cataruza. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. We're so happy you're here. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. We like to ask the question of the podcast, which is what's been storming your brain? Obviously, we're coming sort of on what I hope is maybe a tail end of this over a year pandemic. Um, And with that, we've found especially creatives, a lot's been storming their brains. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I mentioned in your intro, you founded the Green Spectrum. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, so the Green Spectrum started like probably three years ago at this point. And um, it was mostly just a way for myself to like hold myself accountable for some of the eco actions that I wanted to be implementing in my day-to-day life. Um, I can't take all the credit for it. Honestly, Tommy, I, we always say Tommy, my husband is the one who comes up with like all of my best ideas. <laughs> um, and so at one point he had turned to me and he was like, hey, uh, what do you think about going zero waste? And I was like, <laughs> okay, Tommy, <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down. And I think he was like scouring Pinterest and came across Lauren Singer, who she owns the package free shop down in Brooklyn. And she is like, you know, she's well known for keeping all of her trash from the past four years in a jar, a very small jar. <laughs> okay. And so I was like, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> um, and so over the course of like probably six months, you know, we continued talking about it. We started getting into, you know, a vegan sort of vegan lifestyle um, and all of this stuff. And we started kind of building these blocks towards like meeting up in the middle in terms of, you know, I was coming at it from like this vegan standpoint, Tommy was coming at it from this zero waste, low waste standpoint. And I was like, wait a second, there is so much about both of these things that align so well together. Like there's something here, like, let's figure out how we can kind of, you know, implement certain things, but you know, and, and, and yeah, and not have to go 
all the way in either direction. And I think that's the thing. That's how Green Spectrum came to be the name itself. It's like, it's a spectrum. What I can do, what I was able to do back then is so different from what I'm able to do now. You know, we were subletting, going from one apartment to another within a month or two of each other. And so we didn't have roots set down, so we couldn't do certain things. And, you know, my, our financial situation was a lot different then than it is now. And, you know, a lot of people are just in a lot of different places. Right. And so... Yeah, so that's kind of how the Green Spectrum started, and it's it's definitely taken a journey over the past three years, um, and it's I'm I'm really proud of where it is now. Um, we're kind of moving into the space where we're starting to highlight like low waste businesses, organizations, and initiatives. Okay. Um, and so at the beginning of the pandemic, when everything shut down, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, um, I started to do research about different things that were happening in my neighborhood. Um, I found a compost drop-off point that was started by a guy who didn't have much experience about compost, but he dropped his, you know, his food scraps off religiously every week. The pandemic hit, they shut that down. He was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> that can't happen. So he started micro-hauling scraps from Astoria, which is where I live, to, um, you know, community gardens around the area. And so that was fascinating to me because I was like, wow, he he had no experience there but and so if he can do that if he can do that and now now they've grown to be diverting i think don't well i'll, I'll find out the real number for you and we'll put it in the notes but um over two thousand pounds of food scraps per week from astoria and so he went from hauling that in his little red sedan to now having a job in sustainability and all this stuff and you know it's just fascinating to see that happen and so understanding that and seeing those initiatives happen in my own neighborhood, I was like, wait, what else is going on? <laughs> like this stuff has to be, you know, happening all over the country. And so I started putting together what I'm now calling the sustainability map project. Um, and basically it's, I got my inspiration from this app called um, Happy Cow. Are you guys familiar with Happy Cow by chance? No, no. So Happy Cow is essentially like Yelp specifically for vegans. So if I go on to Yelp and I search vegan, I'm going to come up a bunch of vegan restaurants with a bunch of reviews from meat eaters, no hate against them, but you know, they're going to say, oh, it didn't taste because it didn't have meat in it. Whereas someone who is vegan is going to go to a vegan restaurant and say, oh my God, yes, this is like, this is a great palette of, of foods and everything. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's a very focused app and it has a very specific audience and, you know, um, solves a problem for one group of people. Now, I kind of wanted to be able to do the same thing with this map where I'm pulling all of these sustainability resources and people are going to come to the map and say, hey, I want to make a difference, but I don't know where the heck to start. So they can look at the map and say, oh my gosh, look at all of these points around me. Like, what do they do? And then from there, how can I get involved? So basically, I just want to make it really easy for people to lead a sustainable life if they want to. <laughs> I love so. that. The key is so clear on the map. It's like, so one, it's so enjoyable to look at, to start, <laughs> you know? So was this, this came out of quarantine, this, the map itself? Yeah. I mean, it was something that I had like thoughts of for a while, but I was like, wow, I have a lot of time on my hands at this point. <laughs> and so like, let's figure out how to make this happen. Um, and it's, it's in Google maps. It's very simple. There's, there's, there's no search function. There's no like nothing crazy about it. I would love to find an app developer to turn it into like a web app. Ooh. But at this point, it's just, you know, a, a group of people who have come together and are submitting resources from all over the world at this point. Um, and you said it's yeah. like over 6,000 people have, have like supported this now at this wow. point yeah. over a year. Yeah. Well, and we have, we have 6,000 different um, points all over the map. And so okay. it ranges from um, you know, uh, a farmer's market to what else? Compost drop-off points to stores where you can go and you can buy food in bulk as opposed to buying it in packaging, um, places where you can buy low waste, you know, bathroom products and hygiene products and all of that stuff. So it, it really runs the gamut. And I wanted to give everyone like a really focused picture on, you know, what is available in your area. So was there something that you like, was there some documentary or book that you read that was the catalyst for this? Or was it really Tommy going, this is something I'm interested in. Let's look more into it because it was coming to like mm -hmm. the social consciousness and like, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, it, we're all slowly starting to learn mm -hmm. and, and, our and own again, way. I, I'm sure it goes hand in hand too, with being a vegan. Yeah. What, what was the catalyst for you? Yeah. So honestly, Tommy got me a safety razor for Christmas, the, the, the Christmas after he had approached me about this whole zero waste situation. Okay. Um, 
He gave me the safety razor and he said, this cost me $25. Every pack of 10 razors, 10 razors cost $2.50. That 10 razors has lasted me like two years. Mind you, I don't shave my legs or my armpits as often as like, you know, <laughs> right. I probably should, but $2.50. And you know, if that goes on, if that lasts me five years, then imagine how like how little I'm going to have to pay in, in, in um, contrast to how much someone pays for one little pack of like three pink razors, right. you know? Gosh, yeah. And so I think for me looking at it now, a lot of it had to do with money and how much money I could save by doing this. Mm-hmm. And not only am I saving money for myself, but it's also making an impact on the planet or less of an impact on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, and I'm the type of person that definitely falls down rabbit holes. Um, I know I've talked to Sierra about van life and you know <laughs> veganism and low waste living and all of this stuff. And I just like go and come up with a ton of different things and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, just find things that I, I really enjoy and resonate with. Um, and yeah, so I've been down that rabbit hole for about three years now. <laughs> wow. You mentioned the um, places to buy food in bulk mm-hmm. and you've talked about that with me before. And it's something that I've been wanting to do. What I ought to do is use your sustainability map to see where the closest place is to us. Because again, it's something I've been wanting to do for so long and something that slowly but surely I've been trying to do during the pandemic is to get rid of packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's a very, it's very you have small. jars. You, yeah, yeah you, I have a lot of glass. I've transitioned to my glass jars. <laughs> nice, nice. I've been reusing things and, um, but what I really, really love uh, again about this this whole idea and this whole initiative is that it is accessible to everybody. It is a spectrum because Shannon and I were talking about this, especially being like these anxiety ridden like cancer queens. Mm-hmm. I tend to go into a rabbit hole of like, okay, but if I I want to I want to start living sustainably, so I need to do this. But then if I'm not doing it all, then why even do it? Or, you know, it, it, I think, it really breaks it down. Yeah. And that's what I love about the the tone of your website and the tone of your Instagram. Some of those sustainability blogs are very shamey and very judgy. Yeah. Like I went down a rabbit hole of like, you know, zero waste or mm-hmm. cleaning products or DIY, DIY cleaning products. Mm-hmm. And then they have links to all of these other things, which is great, but it made me feel like if I don't have my own Lysol wipes and if I don't have my own, if I don't have the whole collection that I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough. And what I love about yours is it's like, okay, let's start, let's start with what is in Mm -hmm. reach. And then, like you said, even a year down the line, I might be in a different financial place or a different living situation where things are more obtainable. So did you find that when you were trying to find resources, you were like, I don't love how they're speaking to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I feel that a lot. And and I do think that those people, their, those voices are so, so important in this, in this movement, Mm -hmm. but you also need the people who are going to sit down and say, Hey, let's talk about where you're at right now. Like, don't worry about what everyone's telling you to do. Let's figure out where you're at. You're almost out of shampoo. Great. Let's talk about maybe finding a shampoo bar that you can, you can implement into your, into your like routine. Let's, you know, you're, you're out of rice. Let's figure out where to find package free rice. That's the only thing you have to get at the store today. Like, don't worry about sitting there and trying to sit shift sift through all of these different like bulk items it's overwhelming it's kind of nerve-wracking because it's it's all of your shopping happening in one very small area of the store and it can get it can feel like you're taking up a lot of space there um and so if you kind of just take it little by little by little it all adds up over time um I'm doing every every earth month I do eco bingo um on my Instagram this is a Tommy idea (laughs) um originally (laughs) and it's so funny because I look at the, the eco bingos that I've set up over the past three years and I I feel like I've grown so much from the first one. The first one was so focused on making swaps. And now three years later, I've come to realize that that's not, that's not the the end all be all of what like low waste sustainable living is. You have to look at, you know, how, what you're doing is affecting the whole world and how other people are going to come into this community because you can't expect everyone to come in the same way. And like we talked about earlier, it's a spectrum. And so everyone's life situation is going to be so, so different. Um, And you can't judge them for the things that they're doing because totally like 
it's it's not on us anyway. There's like 10 companies in the world that are 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 causing most of the emissions that are causing harm to the environment. And so we can't take and they're trying to put that on us. They're trying to put that on us by making us calculate a carbon footprint and do all this stuff. And you you must recycle. You have to do this. You have to do that. When the reality is, they need to stop producing all of this waste in the supply chain. And so while it feels good to do all this stuff for ourselves, there's so much that has to be done way, way above us. That's that out of our you control. can't put that yeah. onus. That's so, so out of our control and you can't mm-hmm. put that, that on yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't put their failings on yourself. It's like environmental know? gaslighting. Yeah, it's like yeah. Exactly. wild. That's very yeah. interesting. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. So what do you think about, for example, like we recently switched over to Real, which is bamboo mm-hmm. toilet paper and they mm-hmm. it's like a subscription-based yes. thing. Yes. Yeah, and so that, and they also purchase- like every subscription you make, they mm-hmm. make uh, a commitment to get clean um, bathrooms or toilets mm-hmm. for people in need. Yeah, I feel yeah. like specifically in New York, and then there's like Imperfect Foods that sends mm-hmm. you and Misfit Markets. What do you think mm-hmm. about these? Like, do you feel like this is that move towards accessibility specifically yes. in New York? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think those companies are really, really great and wonderful. And I think that you have to make an assessment um, of what you already have access to as you're considering using those companies and those products. Okay. Um, if you're looking at, so let's, let's look at the spectrum. If you're looking at imperfect foods, you can either shop at the grocery store. You can just like willy nilly, you can shop at the grocery store and make sure that you're purchasing foods that are in season and organically farmed. Then you can kind of move over and say, Hey, I can, I can't make it to the grocery store all the time. I, I can't afford a, the upfront cost of a CSA. I can't do all of this stuff. So yeah, Imperfect Foods is a great place to be. Or if you have upfront money and you have the time to cook a lot at home, then maybe look into doing a CSA in your neighborhood, which is um, uh, like a crop share. So you pay the farmer an upfront cost and that helps them create um, you know, pay their workers before the harvest comes in. Okay. And then every week you get a small box of, not a small box, a very large it's box. Large. <laughs> <laughs> a very large box of food every week for like 20 some odd weeks. Um, and so again, it's a spectrum and you have to figure out where you can fit on that spectrum. If you can, if, if you are struggling to pay your bills and all you can do, and you have like a really busy schedule and all you can do is make it to the store and buy food there and cook at home, you're saving takeout waste and all of that stuff. So there's like, there's like a silver lining to every layer of the process. Okay. Um, yeah. And so you have yeah. to go find that and just like appreciate where you're at. That is so helpful because when I was living in Queens, actually mm-hmm. my roommate, that was my first experience with someone who was more mindful about, mm-hmm. about the environment. And she introduced me to the CSA. I think it's the, the rooftop one, Brooklyn, oh, uh, Brooklyn Grange. Grange. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So we did that for a few seasons and it wasn't in my price range and I should have been mm-hmm. more honest with myself at that point, but I was so taken. I was like, you know, 23, 24 that I was so taken with this idea and wanted to do what I could. And then I was right. like, I don't know how to use all this fennel. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not in this place yet, but I yeah. loved being exposed to it. Of course, I loved going to the rooftop and all that, but now yeah. I've now I've re you know reassess where I'm at, and mm-hmm. Imperfect Foods is like right in my lane totally. right now. So I love you for saying that. You have to check in with yourself mm-hmm. because if it's out yeah. of, then you're resentful at the CSA. Yes. We don't need that. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. That's so helpful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a big proponent of making sustainability sustainable for yourself mm. because if you don't make it sustainable for your lifestyle, then you're just gonna throw it out the window and not look at it again because it's too hard. And I'd rather you do something that is a little bit imperfect, but still keep that forward motion going, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a creative person, like you're an actor as well. And a beautiful dancer. (gasps) Okay. How did this, how did these worlds find each other? How do you feel like they fit? And how do you feel like your creative brain works on this green spectrum? Yeah. You know what? That's a really great question. I feel like green spectrum came about when I was not pursuing theater as hard. Mm. Um, I, I know one of the questions that y'all will end up asking is, is what do you like about the way your brain works, right? Yeah. Um, I listened to, <laughs> listened to the podcast a couple times, but um, yeah, and I, my, my brain is constantly going. Um, it's, it, the wheels are constantly turning and I feel like if I don't have something to focus on, I will find something to focus on. Um, and so Tommy and I were actually planning our wedding and, you know, we were, it was getting close to the, the day. Anything that was auditioning was kind of going to 
conflict with the wedding and our honeymoon and stuff like that. And so it, we had like a six months or nine months of time where we were like, we didn't feel like we could really be auditioning as much as we would have wanted to. And so, you know, um, can you ask the question one more time? <laughs> yeah, how did Wheels you always turn because I don't always know where they're going. You were so, no, you were right there, yeah. um, wherever there is. Um, yeah. How did you find that your creative endeavors, how did that work with the green spectrum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That transition. Yeah. So, yeah. So again, so it was kind of just a, it, it was kind of that filling in that empty space. Yeah. Um, and so this, this kind of did that and it allowed me to go down rabbit holes that I might not have been able to go down if I was still consistently pursuing theater. And to be totally honest, I haven't totally gone back to theater since then. Mm-hmm. I've found like a lot of fulfillment in, in doing this and kind of talking to people about sustainability and figuring out how it can be implemented into anyone's life. Um, and so, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's been, a, it's been an interesting journey. And it's like, I feel like I spent a lot of time beating myself up for not pursuing theater the way mm-hmm. I should, or I think I should, or I've been told I should. Um, and I know this is a conversation that comes oh, up yeah. a lot. Yeah. And it, so it's, it's, it's definitely been a journey. There's been a lot of tears and there's been a lot of conversations, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like the quarantine and, and everything kind of shutting down has redirected my focus and made me really kind of figure out what I want to be doing, you know? Yeah, I love that. And that seems to be such a common thread is that this quarantine in particular, being forced to be away from that theater industry, which Mm -hmm. sidebar is really on its way to get dismantled, I I think for the best. Good, good, Um, yeah. And hopefully it will be rebuilt, rebuilt yeah. into something more accessible and more um, inclusive. Mm-hmm. But but I, I, it's such a common thread that because we've been forced to sit away from that, that mm-hmm. a lot of us creatives have been able to find other outlets for that creativity. Mm-hmm. And again, with the theater industry, in particular musical theater, I think it tends to be it's all or nothing. You know, if you're not mm-hmm. going to auditions every single day at 6 a.m., are you really an actor? Yeah, you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it to be such a silver lining. Um, and so and it seems like it's that that's the case for you. It's such a beautiful thing to come out of it. Right. Um, and it can feel, it can start to become, feel so self-serving, even yeah. though, you know, we know art is, mm-hmm. it can be, a, a you know, giving back to someone, yes. to, to communities, yeah. but the sustainability thing is all giving. It's yeah. all, you know, it's creating that, that dialogue and that connection with other people. So that must feel so rewarding. Yeah, it does. And, and it's funny that you say that because towards the end of my, like really pursuing theater hard, I was feeling really selfish and I, I was feeling like, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing this for the right reasons or mm. for, I, I'm doing this for myself and it didn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so, so being able to find something that does make you feel good, like consistently is just nice. And, and it just feels like it's, it's, it, there's a purpose behind it. And not to say that anyone who's pursuing theater, like, I mean, there are some life-changing people out there who are, who oh, are doing yeah. these wild things. Absolutely. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm that person and that's okay. And I'm kind of like coming to terms with that. And that's fine. I love to tap dance, man, put me in some tap shoes and I'm like happiest can be, but Mm -hmm. that makes me happy. And that, you know, I can, I can be happy doing other things too. And coming back to theater and dance when I want to, when I need to, um, for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so what roadblocks do you encounter creatively but also you've you've spoken a little bit about it but with the green spectrum and with living sustainably and living as a vegan which that's something that I've always thought man I wish that I could be vegan and I know I probably could but like that to me seems not obtainable yeah 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 Um, I feel similarly yeah um so in, in terms of going vegan, I had dabbled with it so much um, for a long time. I remember sitting in the lunchroom in high school and someone was eating falafel for lunch mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, I don't eat meat. And I was like, I don't think I could do that. It's just yeah. a theme. I, yes. Me saying, I don't think I can do that. And then doing it. <laughs> doing it. Um, and and so I, I have a very distinct memory of that. And then it wasn't until I met Katie Brunson, who is, was on tour with Tim with mm-hmm. um, something, something rotten. rotten. And she is the most energetic, happy, human I've ever met and she's very openly vegan but it's not in like a rude or stuffy way that I feel like sometimes vegans can be can Mm -hmm. um have the reputation of being and I was like holy heck if she if she's like has this much energy and this much like 
gusto for life. Man, I want I want some of what she's eating. Mm-hmm. And it was usually a carrot or a cucumber or you know <laughs> yeah. whatever. And 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 so so you know Tommy and I we would start by making one vegan meal a week at home. Eventually we had seven vegan meals that we loved. We after like two or three months of doing that, some we didn't like, some we hated, and some that we loved. And then eventually we're like, okay, let's try a whole week. And then we were stay-at-home vegans. So we ate vegan at home, but if I wanted a burger, when I went to the bar, I'm getting a burger, you know? And then from there, it just kind of like dwindled down. And I was like, I don't really need it. I don't feel like I need it. Um, yeah. So, but in terms of roadblocks, um, I know one thing for me that has been really hard is just constantly, um, being really concerned about what other people think of me. Mm. Um, and I know that's a huge thing within the theater industry and it's just like something that is very, very always on my mind. My mind is going a thousand miles a minute. And I'm also always thinking about like, oh gosh, am I putting the, the best me that I can out there? And that is like, that is, that hinders you a lot yeah, because it stops me a lot. It stops me from doing things that I want to do that I want to say, just because I'm afraid of what other people are going to think of me, mm-hmm. even though I know what I'm saying, well, like what I'm doing and what I'm mm-hmm. saying and everything is, is like right for me. It's mm-hmm. right for me, but it might not be right for everyone else. And that's okay. And I'm still it's something I'm definitely still working on. <laughs> That's what you were saying about what you love about your brain can all, it's that double-edged sword. Yeah. You love that your brain can work that quickly, mm-hmm. but it also can easily spiral into yep. that self-doubt. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. So where do you see green spectrum going? What's, yeah. What, where do you see? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I, okay. So I have a dream of being in a van. <laughs> um, Sierra and I have talked a lot about this. Yes. Um, we follow, we follow a couple called Damon and Beck on, on YouTube and Obsessed. they have a van. Oh my God. I'm just like every Sunday, every Sunday, every and Sunday, it's just like, oh man. And one of my favorite things about my performing career was being on tour, sleeping on a, the floor of a dirty bus, being in a new city every night, being in weird cities that I would never, ever, ever travel to on my own accord. But just like being able to discover the really cool things happening in those places. Um, and I like, I miss that so much. And I don't want to wait for someone else's permission to do that. Um, and so van life just like came out of nowhere in, in the, in the pandemic. And Tommy and I have just been constantly watching and listening to podcasts and all this stuff about that. And I'm like, how can we do van life and travel intentionally and, and make a difference with, with what we want to do? Because I, if, if you put me out on the road with no plan, I'm going to go nuts. So like, how can I set up, you know, work or, you know, whatever I can do to be out there. And so I like want to be able to, I know this is a dream. I have no skills in this department, but I'm just going to like put this out into the universe. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to go to different cities and say, Hey, um, you know, we'll be in this area. If you want to start a sustainable initiative of some sort, environmentally sustainable initiative of some sort, let me know. Happy to come out. We have my, my husband's really great at building whatever you want. I can, I'm, I'm a gopher. I'll, I'll paint. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Let us come in. And then maybe like, let's make a YouTube video about what you're doing and let's show other people how you're doing what you're doing. Um, and then kind of just like hopefully empowering people to do this on their own, do this themselves. Um, because I think it's really scary to go into something that you don't know, you feel like you don't know anything about. But if you have like people who are willing to help you and then say, hey, like let's let's create this business for you. And then you're gonna employ people in your town. You're gonna create green jobs. You're gonna do all of this stuff. So like, I, and I know there's a lot of upfront costs to that, but like, let us help you. And I don't know. And then being able to, like I said, empower people via a YouTube video. I'm a YouTube junkie. So it's like, I'm happy to, <laughs> I, I, I want to put more content out there about, about doing this kind of stuff, because even if it's starting a micro hauling compost company, like this person was doing, you know, maybe, maybe you can't create a whole micro hauling business, but maybe you can take charge of your five neighbors compost and find a place for that to go. And that makes a huge difference. The systems that we put into place make a huge difference so much more than what I myself can do alone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that was perfect. I love that yeah. dream. I would yeah. watch that YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brittany, Brittany turned uh, Tim and I on to this couple called Eamon and Beck who live in Canada, but prior to the pandemic, we're traveling around the world in a van. Mm-hmm. And now because of the pandemic, they're like building a cabin, but Tim and I watch it every Sunday. <laughs> and 
they're also vegan. And I feel like every t- their episodes are not that long, but after I watch that 20 minutes, I always feel so empowered right? and motivated to like build things and to yes. feed myself good, <laughs> healthy, non-processed food. <laughs> and I love it so much. I, I could totally see you and Tommy doing that. And I would love to, oh. I would love to follow that journey. Oh man. I hope it, I hope it comes to fruition, but we'll see. We'll it will. See. We're putting it I, out there. Yeah. All right. Let's so, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> In that same world, what is a piece of advice that you would give to your younger creative self, whether that's you starting the green spectrum or that's you as a young performer and not knowing where you're going to put your overactive mind and where that's going to find it. So yeah. What's one piece of advice that you'd, you'd give to young, young Brit, young Brit. Good question. Um, I feel like it would probably be something to the effect of stop caring so much what other people think. Um, because I, again, I think that has been such a hindrance in my life and I would love to kind of go through life knowing what I know now. Um, and, and just being like, it's all going to be fine. Like none of this, it matters, but none of it like really matters. Like it's not, it's not, you're like, it's not life or death. It's, it's, it's art, it's theater. It's, it's, you know, creating community and talking to people and yeah. And so stop caring about what other people think. I'm telling this to that. Brittany now too, because yeah. <laughs> too. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love that. Let's take a break. Yeah, huh? we're gonna take a little break and break. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany, we know you have your very rad eco bingo. And we're going to post those in the slides on your Instagram and, and to the green spectrum, but we thought we'd flip the tables and play a little game with you. Uh, Smash. (laughs) (laughs) Did you play mash when you were a kid? I think I definitely played mash in my bedroom by myself as a child. Like, I love that. Um, but yes, I definitely played mash. I'm definitely familiar with it. And I'm very, very excited to see what my future holds. Yay! I'm excited to predict your future. Let's get started. First and foremost, what I need you to do for me, I'm going to start drawing a spiral. All you have to do is tell me when to stop. It could be whenever. Okay. Great. 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 And go. Stop. Love it. Okay. So now what we need to do, I need you to give me options for a life partner. I know you have Tommy. Mm -hmm. You guys do, are literally perfect. In an but al- alternate universe. In an alternate yeah. universe. Got it. Would be he can be an partner. option. I mean, he can be. An oh, option. for sure. Yeah. yeah it doesn't let's, have let's to be though. Tommy number one. Let's okay. Tommy number one. Um, <laughs> definitely. He's great. And I would not trade him. Though yes. if I had to, I might trade him for a Mr. Fred Astaire. Because um, <gasps> Tommy moves, Tommy moves like Fred Astaire. So I think they're, you know. Absolutely. I can. I can attest to that. How did you two meet? What's what's the story there? Oh, well, we went to we went to college together. And okay. so we were like best friends for probably like three out of the four years that we were in school. We probably met around like sophomore year. We took a tap class together. And I was like, oh, he has nice feet. Um, <laughs> and then we finished out our college experience. And then we were like, we should be dating. <laughs> and so after school, we, we wound up getting together. And then we toured together. And then we married each other wow. in August of 2018. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thanks. thanks for sharing that. That was real lovely. Fantastic couple. <laughs> I love them. Um, yeah, Tommy is definitely a Fred Astaire type. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, beautiful dancer. Mm-hmm. Same as Brittany. Um, real Fred and Ginger. Real Fred and Ginger. Real Fred and Ginger, okay. <laughs> Fred and Ginger. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, what's, what's option number three? Okay. So we're on a pretty serious Grey's Anatomy kick right now. Yeah. I have watched a lot of Tommy's shows that he has recommended. I've watched Breaking Bad. I've watched, I don't even know the name of it, but it's like the show where there's, I don't know there, but anyway, I've watched a lot, watched a lot of Tommy shows that he recommended. And so I made him watch Grey's Anatomy. Yes. And at first he thought it was stupid and crazy, but now he's like, can we watch an episode? Yes. Are you ready to watch an episode? Do you want to watch an episode? So I'm going to give a Derek Shepard. For my number three, love 
Yeah, Tim and I got on, I, th- I think it was beginning of pandemic. We were also in a real Grey's Anatomy kick. We still haven't yeah. finished the series um, <laughs> because so many other shows have popped up. And yeah. But we got far. And it was so, like, Tim would be like, can we watch another episode? <laughs> like, he and Tommy are very similar. Wait, let me know where you ended because we should have a Grey's Anatomy viewing party <gasps> once like we can actually hang out together in person. Okay. Um, and it would be amazing. And then also we've been speaking, when we've been cooking, we've been speaking in Grey's Anatomy terms. terms. So I'm like, scalpel, <laughs> the pericardium is blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> There's this like viral video. It's basically of that hot doctor reacting to funny TikToks. And it's so this girl made like a video of her parodying uh how they speak on Grey's Anatomy and being uh-huh. like, I need 27 parallelogram stat, like <laughs> like just absurd because there's they take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm so down. Oh, We're gonna no. have to do that. Uh okay, Done. number four. Okay. Um number four. Um mom. Okay, so I think a way to my heart is through my stomach. Mm. And I don't know his name, but there is a YouTube man who makes vegan food and he does it in like, he's like, he talks to you and he kind of whispers to you about it. And then it's really nice looking vegan food. And so I would love to have him make a meal for me. I don't know what his name is, but I think his, I think his handle is called avant-garde vegan. Um, Avant-garde vegan. The food is like way too complicated to like make for like nightly dinners or whatever, but he can make me some food. That'll be Ooh, okay. Uh, what? Yeah, are you looking up his name? Avant Garde Vegan. <laughs> his name is Gaz Oakley. Oakley. Yes. Okay. What I'll a name. <laughs> Gaz. Oh, he's, he's from Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he we has love, an accent. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love yeah. a Welsh yeah. accent. He's cute. Yeah, very cute. Okay. Gaz Oakley, the avant garde <laughs> vegan. Um, next portion is children. Okay. So, and I say this every time, no one ever takes <laughs> me up on it initially like how it's played is how many children do you want uh-huh. I am willing to open it up to who would you like to be your, ch- your child what would <laughs> no you one's like? taken me up on it so it, mm. you could do whatever you want but uh, that option is open to you yeah oh okay oh that's tough oh I, I don't know okay well let's let's start with some numbers let's yeah. start with some numbers <laughs> and then I'll think of some children that I would like to have <laughs> they um, could be adults <laughs> um okay so let's start with one okay I like part of me wants three and I don't know if they're like all my own or like a mix of of kids you know from Mm -hmm. a bunch of different backgrounds um but three seems nice because I grew up with two and if we were fighting there was no one on the other person's side you know what I mean I want like I want like I want buddies buddies. yes Mm -hmm. um We'll say zero just for that. Mm-hmm. Who do I want as my child? Oh gosh, wait, this is hard. I'm not prepared for this one. You also um, don't have to. No one's taken me up on it yet. And it's but I really okay. The, I want to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, <gasps> I'll take her. I'll take her. <laughs> That's l- literally the perfect answer. No one can ever top that. <laughs> Did you like her, uh, the documentary, her documentary on them? Um, was it Hulu? Was it Hulu? Greta? I don't know. I, I, haven't seen Greta. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I'm it gonna enjoyable. add it to my list as soon as yeah. we get off. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and and you know, she is is speaking from a place that like this is her future that we're taking away from her. Absolutely. So, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd be a that. great mother to her. I'm really excited. <laughs> She'd be so lucky. I think she'd mother me more than I mother her. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's move into career. Mm, oh, okay, okay. So I know that like environmentalist is not a career as much as it is like an identity, but something in the environmental realm, I guess I'll yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Mm. Um, professional plant mom. Yes. But I've, <laughs> but I've come to the realization that I'm really bad at taking care of plants that are only there for looks. It, I need, I need to, I, I like taking care of plants that will yield food and will yield like something, but I'm really bad at taking care of plants that are just like, just house plants. You know what That's I mean? Interesting. Tommy's, That's Tommy's interesting. a great plant dad for that, but I need to like, I like doing the food stuff. That's that's really interesting because yeah. I feel the opposite way. <laughs> it, not that I've tried to grow like tomatoes or anything, mm-hmm. but 
I had a basil plant and Shannon knows because it died while uh-huh. she was watching, but it, it was oh, because no. it, it, it wasn't because my of, watch. Um, it, it died on dying. your watch, but it, but yeah. it, yeah, it wasn't because of you. Yeah, that's like she's, she's yeah. really just witnessed. And it was like right. my fifth basil plant. Oh no. However, I have like a hundred plus now you, ha- yeah, you haven't been to the house since quarantine. I haven't been it's in a while. Crazy. <laughs> I, I love them. I love plants. Oh my gosh. So much. How long does it take you to like water them all? Um, you know what? That's a really great question. And it actually doesn't take that long anymore because okay. I'll tell you what, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. Now there are two different methods that I use for watering. Mm-hmm. Um, one would, does take a little longer, although. Mm-hmm. Cause it's holy water. It's, and I use holy water. Bl- I get uh-huh. it blessed uh-huh. from a, sh- no, uh-huh. the, it's, it's called bottom watering and. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. It's actually a fantastic method. It really prevents mm. um, things like root rot. It really mm. prevents fungus gnats, those kind of pests, because yeah. you water from the bottom, you set it in there and it absorbs what it oh. needs. It's mm-hmm. really good for strengthening the roots and encouraging mm-hmm. them to grow down, reaching for the water. Yeah. Um, that is a little more time consuming, sure. but better. Do you do that in the bathtub? How does that work? Well, I know I didn't used to, but what I was actually getting to is that now what I do is I put mm-hmm. them all in the bathtub and I, God, but I have one of those shower hoses that has, that I can sort of take off. Mm-hmm. It's like a hose. And so I, yeah. I water them that way. But I, one time tried bottom watering them in the bathtub and I don't know. I just didn't feel like it really worked for me. Yeah. But um, so now that I just put them all in the bathtub, that really helps. And also showering them, like spraying the foliage. Mm -hmm. There are certain ones that don't like to have their foliage sprayed, but it really helps to keep, you know, pests like spider mites at Mm -hmm. bay, which ideally you don't have, but right. You know, it, it helps prevent that. So yeah. Obviously, I I can I can be your like indoor plant shaman if you want. I love it. I'm obsessed too. And I literally had a plant photo shoot last night <laughs> out of boredom, but like yeah, where I literally I got all of my plants out and took pictures with them. So I'll have to show you them. There's <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so we have professional plant mom, which I 100 okay. percent stand. Yeah. Um number three. Okay, number three. I really, really would love to open a like low waste grocery store or like Uh, something along those lines like like live in a community where that is not available yet and be able to do that I love that yeah so that sounds fun to me fantastic (laughs) number four what's a job that you wouldn't need any prerequisites for like Mm. you would but you don't need them in this mash okay yeah okay okay um 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 just because we're watching Grey's Anatomy, gotta keep going back to this. Yeah, maybe a doctor of mm. some sort. Ooh, I, yeah. You know, you know what? I want to be like a like a little baby doctor, like, a like the the oh. neo the peds or like neonatal. Yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. I oh. love that. Yeah. Like Arizona. Okay. Have yes. you gotten that far in Grey's? Okay. <laughs> oh yes, we have. Oh, yes, I'm sure you guys have. Me loved her. I do too. She's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, neonatal doctor. Final category: <laughs> transportation transport oh okay okay van of course camper van duh um um, 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 um. a an electric vehicle of some sort Mm. preferably one with a roof so probably a car um okay I've always secretly wanted one of those smart cars but I know they're so not practical in terms of like long-term use just because they have no trunk and no room for friends and I like friends and I like bring them places with me so but a yellow smart car um I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that game where you yell out when you see a yellow car and you get a point for every yellow car that you recognize um and then if you see a yellow smart car you automatically win the game which totally negates the purpose of calling out any other yellow cars but it's still like get bragging rights if you call out like a lot of yellow cards <laughs> wow I've never heard that game no. I've heard of like punch buggies yeah we call it slug bug <laughs> yeah slug yep, bug. Yep, yep. if you see like a VW bug and my brothers and I would go slug bug too because it's new and we would just punch each other <laughs> it's very violent <laughs> it is it is but you know it makes car rides go by so fast oh yes it does <laughs> <laughs> okay mm-hmm. yellow smart so can you explain to me mm-hmm. are smart cars the ones 
that drive themselves or no. not? Okay, I think those are I think those are Teslas. Yeah. I think the Teslas oh. drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. I've sat in the back of a Tesla and I never get car sick and I got cars <gasps> like really bad. So I don't know about those. Not Teslas, worth it. But no, not at all. But wait, let me <laughs> show you a yellow smart car. Okay, that's gonna be the poll quote for this episode. I don't know about those Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and unfortunately there is a yellow smart car that is now on the corner right by our grocery store and it's always parked in that area. And so it's just like, yeah, I know it's there. It's whoever called it first. Okay. So this is a smart car. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. they're so little. It's a little ones. Yeah. yeah so like you can fun. fit in like half parking spots and stuff. Um, do they charge? You have to charge them. Is that the one where you, you know what? I'm not sure if they're electric, I'm a- but I'm okay. sure that some of them are, but I know that they have like better gas mileage, but they feel like, like just death machines because yeah. my goodness, if you get like hit by a normal car, like yeah. You're there's toast. no place for you to go. Yeah. You're gone. You're done. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, so maybe I'm second guessing it, but put it on there because we'll put it on there because, because then you get bragging rights forever. <laughs> and you're invincible game. in this match. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, final, go. final mode of okay. transportation. Number four. Let's see. Fourth mode of transportation. Um, let's do a oh, an electric bike. Because those Ooh. are really fun to ride. Have you all ever rode, ridden um one of the city bikes that are electric? No, no, but I've been seeing them everywhere. They make riding bikes so much easier. Really? Do you have to have like a license? To, like how to? No. Really? No. You just ride. I recommend going to Central Park and getting one like right outside of Central Park so you can ride it in Central Park, not mm. around cars. Because uh-huh. like riding a bike in, in the city is terrifying. It scares um, me. Yeah. I've never done it. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it's still very scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's very fun. It's like you feel the wind in your hair and you kind of feel like you're on a motorcycle, except I don't feel as like carefree as I yeah. feel or like dangerous as I would on a motorcycle, but it's really fun and it feels good. So. Oh, good. Have options. you ever ridden a bike in the city, Shannon? Yes. When I lived in Queens, I would, I would yeah. bike in over, uh, the Queensboro and mm-hmm. yeah, it was like so pleasant biking through Queens yeah. and I was like, Oh, you're riding to 59th street. You're just like, gotta be on and terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And I, I came from biking. I was like, my dad's a big cyclist. And I, when mm-hmm. I lived in Utah, I was really into mm-hmm. that because the school had um a blue bikes program so they would like it was like reuse you know they would like take recycled um bikes and like fix them up and everything and you could like rent them on campus so mm-hmm. I kind of came from biking all over Utah and feeling so relaxed and then biking right. the city once I got my bike stolen twice I went like maybe we mm. maybe we get like a cycling indoor bike <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah, yeah. We, we get these kicks not on route 66 oh. maybe if we do different. <laughs> um but yes I agree um but I don't know that electric bike in Central Park. Huh? See you there. I would I would do it with somebody. I, do. I would go and do. <laughs> Am I that somebody? Wait, let me know. Let I'm me hinting. Know. I'll come yeah. too. Should, okay, let's all plan a date where that. we go in Central Park and ride electric bikes. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I'd really enjoy that. Yay. Oh, that would be so much fun. See you there. Okay, your results are in. <laughs> the results are in. Oh goodness, what are they? Okay, Brittany, <laughs> you're gonna be living in a house. I'm good. I've, I love that. With Tommy. Yeah, and you're gonna have three children. I'll take it. I love that. Buddies, buddies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hold your horses. Listen to this. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's happening? You're gonna be a neonatal doctor. You're gonna be living your Grey's Anatomy wildest fantasy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Arizona Robbins, watch out. Yeah, he says he says I have no chill, and I need a lot of chill to be a neonatal surgeon. But look, what are you doing? Finally, you're gonna be driving around in an electric car, so okay, you're living the, that. Yes, yeah. living sustainably, eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, in about five years' time, we're gonna see where we're at, we're and I in. guarantee <laughs> money back guarantee. <laughs> This is gonna be spot This on is what's gonna be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm very excited for this life. <laughs> yeah, I'm thrilled for you. I'm a little curious about the neonatal thing, but I think hey. like everything else is kind of feasible. More yeah. feasible than any of my other mashes have ever been in my life. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just wing it. I feel like just I winging think, it. I think just wing it. Yeah. You're good yeah, at wing. Yeah. Tap tap wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little break while you process that, okay. while you apply to, yes. to medical school, <laughs> while you figure that out. Uh. Give me like two minutes. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hold on. <laughs> like it's, it's resumed, but I'm, and we're gonna get started. And we're getting started. <laughs> okay, I'm like an air bubble. I, I don't think I do. I I'm think not gonna, just. I won't be burping you. I'm so sorry. Not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Brittany. Are there any creative endeavors you'd like to share, like a, a poem or a recipe or a passage or a, anything? Ooh. Yes. So. I have this quote that I found. Um, I found it on some like hashtag zero waste, blah, 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 like account. It it obviously didn't have any sort of like credit to who it was. So I did a little digging um, and I found um, it's it's, uh, a man named Darjmail said this um, in an interview. And unfortunately, I don't know too much about him, but um, what he said kind of really spoke to me, especially amid like everything going on with COVID and how we've politicized like public health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it, but it relates to the environment and how indigenous people relate to the environment. Um, and I it just like, I'll read it. I won't, I won't, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do it justice by talking about it. But basically he said, the single biggest thing I learned from an indigenous elder of Cherokee descent, Dan Rushworth, who reminded me of the difference between a Western settler mindset of I have rights and an indigenous mindset of I have obligations. So instead of thinking that I am born with rights, I choose to think that I am born with obligations to serve past, present, and future generations and the planet herself. Um, and I just feel like that is so, just as Americans, I feel like there's this whole, like, I have rights because the Constitution exists. And I'm like, but why does the Constitution exist in the first place? Mm-hmm. What had to happen in order for that to happen, in order for that to be a thing? Mm-hmm. And I think there's you know, as we're trying to keep the environmental movement in like um, intersectional, um, it's kind of a lot of times we're going back to things that have been done for years and years on end that should have just continued happening instead of letting like, um, like a consumeristic mindset take over and a colonist mindset take over. And so, yeah, so this just really spoke to me. Like I have rights versus I have obligations, Mm. you know? Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 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 How do you feel like you apply that on a daily? Is that something that just Mm -hmm. kind of like check back in with? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's just, it's something that I I definitely recognize now. Um, It's one of those things where, you know, you, you move through life and if you don't have clear definitions about something, then it's hard to have a, a distinct opinion on it. Um, and I feel like this kind of spelled out something that I've been feeling, but hadn't been able to communicate because you see people throwing around these rights that they in, like inherently have they they supposedly inherently have, but I think beyond that, it's like, yeah, you have rights, but what are you doing for the greater good? Mm. Like, it's not just about you. It's not just about one person. There are how many million billion people on the planet right now? Like we're one, one part of a whole, you know? Yeah. It's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger than just you. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of, so this is considered earth month, April Mm -hmm. is considered earth month. What Mm -hmm. are you doing to celebrate earth day on Thursday, right? It's on Mm -hmm. Thursday. Yeah. Are are you doing something like personal and something for green spectrum? How is that? How, what do you have planned? Good question. Well, I'm really sad because it's supposed to storm. Um, and you know, it's funny. I feel like as time has gone on and as I've implemented more like sustainable choices and decisions in my life, Earth Day doesn't feel all that different. Um, I'll probably attend like a, a, a um, what's it called? Like a Zoom session of, of speakers and things like that. Um, and, but that's probably about it. I don't know. It's like, it's yeah. like there's, the, there's this whole thing. It's like Earth Day is every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what it's become. It's been, become such like an ingrained practice in my life. And so, yeah. So we just celebrate the earth every day for what it does. I definitely want to get outside as long as it doesn't storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm keeping my fingers crossed for some weather change, but yeah. And just yeah. enjoying what mother nature has to offer. Oh, I love it. I Thank know. you. I feel, you know, pun fully intended. I feel so <laughs> grounded after speaking to you. We were both like, when we met up today, we we're like, we're feeling a little loopy. We weren't really yeah. like settling into it, uh, but you have just like brought such a incredible energy. And I just Yay. feel like 
given us like really centered us so thank you I know yeah. thank you both this is wonderful yeah. I love you so much yeah um Brittany where can our listeners find you Sure. So you can find me at the green spectrum on Instagram. We will be doing, depending on when this comes out, we'll be doing, um, eco bingo until this Friday, which the date is the 23rd. Um, but if you don't get listen to this in time for that, feel free to come over to my page and check it out. Um, I love talking about this stuff so, so much. So feel free to send me a message. I love to chat. Um, yeah. So find me over on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. And I think, so I think the episode will be posted the Monday after that, but okay. we'll definitely, like we said earlier, we're going to post the eco bingo in our Instagram post so people can do it at home yeah. and okay, perfect. be sure to, you know, your results of eco bingo, you can post your story and tag the green mm-hmm. spectrum tag brainstorming. Yeah. Um, and her website has so many fun oh. vegan recipes that are so obtainable yep. and accessible, really easy, uh, sm- small changes to make in your bathroom routine, or if like you're making a move soon, how to make that more zero waste working towards that. Uh, yeah, it's just like such a pleasant tone. I just love your writing style and I love it. It's just, you. it's so relatable. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You should I appreciate be that. real proud. Yeah. yeah you should. <laughs> well, y'all should be proud of your podcast too. Oh, I'm like obsessed with it. I've been listening to it on my walks. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Well, I'm looking forward to your YouTube one day of mm-hmm. you traveling. Someday. Someday. I, it's going to happen. We're manifesting it. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting us storm your brain. Well, thank you. This is so fun. This was fun. Um, We'll have to get together soon. And electric biking in Central Park. Yes. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you to our guests for answering the question, what's been storming your brain? A big old thank you to our technical producer, Tim Fuchs, for our funky theme song with Chris Agar on bass and Louis Danuzzi on trombone. Thank you to Ellie Stovall-Brown for our rock and cover art and to all you listeners for joining us this week. Be sure to tune in next time for a few more ha-has and a lot less wah-wahs. And follow us on Instagram at brainstormingthepodcast. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the brain. brain.